Echo Lima 87. This is 100 watts and a wire. Well, well, hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. My homie is here. Scotty is here hanging out tonight the first time in 2024. Hey, we uh, we missed you in the sort of New Year's Eve thingy. You had a gig. Number one, you had Rona. I hope you recovered. And then you played a giggy. Yeah, I had the Rona, and then I played some guitar to ring in the new year. Playing some okay. guitar, just shook the Rona, and uh, played my first New Year's gig um, in several years. So it was a lot of fun. The whole neighborhood was there, and we had a blast uh, bringing in 2024. Were you doing uh, the Southern rock that we're accustomed to? When we when we think of Scotty, this is how we, we generally think of him. <laughs> oh. that, is, that is one of my numbers. Girl. Scotty's got lots of great songs. So, was that something you were playing? You doing a little uh, Almond Brothers? What, what was there it? was some Almond Brothers. Uh, there was some other other jams going on. We played a lot of classic rock stuff, and uh, we, did, we like to jam it out. We had a friend of ours, um, this guy Jason Anderson. He's a great guitar player. He was sitting in with us most of the night, and so me and him were just kind of doing the guitar solo duels most of the evening. So. That was oh. That's fun, sort of Stephen Stills, Neil Young type of thing, or like yeah. Malmsteen and Satriani. No, no, no. More like a, more like, more like a, a Young and uh, and Stills sort of, uh, okay, sort of style playing, yeah. And respectfully, because those two had some great epic Buffalo Springfield um, trade offs. They were great together. Peanut Good butter and stuff, jelly. Absolutely. Well, friends, it is episode number two hundred. Uh, nope, it's actually four hundred and twenty five. 425. We appreciate you. Uh, amateur radio operators of all ilk are are welcome here. That means if you're brand new or if you're someone who may be considered a mentor for, you know, some of the newer people, we appreciate you. We appreciate you stopping by and watching us live on the YouTube, our friends from Discord and the Tickety Talk and, of course, our Facebook group. People are saying to me now, what happened? I thought I gave my membership money to lock down Steve's contract. Did that sum of a bitch pull it again? And the answer is absolutely. Jesus Christ. Again and again. And we are now in uh, season 10. And Steve is out there fighting the fire, saving humanity, wearing his cape. And he says he will, uh, he will be here at some point. So... Not a contract dispute this time around, but uh, he's saving the world somewhere between Seattle and Spokane. Okay? They can't keep the fires contained, and Steve has to run out there all the time with his gigantic hose and put it out. (laughs) If you have a question, put a cue in front of it. Yeah, his Gordos, they don't even need a truck with all that water in it. They just run Steve out there on a, like a hand truck. <laughs> and they're like, hey, bang them together and then it'll get going. And that's uh, that's how it works. We'll do a little net coverage tonight, too. Uh, people who are listening to this after the um, fact, you can catch us live on Sunday, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Scotty is in Maryland. I am in Florida. And Steve-O will be joining us when he gets done uh, from the Pacific Northwest. So we're happy to have you here. Lots of people sharing the temperature, Scotty. And this this is one thing I've mentioned uh, on the show before is I'm not used to this. Uh, this this is bizarre. Um, You're like in the tropics now. I have no idea like what day and month. I could not believe it's January 14th because... The leaves don't change. I know I'm I'm going to sound like, oh, poor baby. Why don't you just pull out the big teat and, and go ahead and do that? But, you know, <laughs> I I'm, I, my sandals today. I, I'm enjoying it. I did take the dog out. It's about 53 and rainy. And I'm like, go ahead, do your business. And I'm like, I'm in flip-flops in this shirt, the Pearl Jam shirt. And my wife and my girls are in St. Louis. My wife's there on business, took the girls back to see the grandparents, and it's like minus whatever. And I'm like, so um, it's not a bragging thing. It's actually disorienting a little bit for the first time going through this system and the cycle of 
you know, I should be freezing. I should be building a fire. I should be, you know. It, it's Holidays really with palm weird. trees. It's really weird, man. It, it's a different kind of vibe here. So we were going through some of the temperatures here. Sheena, she's in the point zero zero one percent of our uh, listening and viewing audience uh, as a lady. Uh, yep, she's a, a lady. She said it's minus seven where she is. Hello to Jason and uh, he's Kilo 4 Hotel Echo Foxtrot. And uh, let's see who we got. 35 light snow in New Mexico. Lots of great. Uh, look at it. Minus four in Madison, Wisconsin. That is nuts. 22 degrees where Lionel is. He's in uh, Seven Land, I suppose. So there you go. Again, if you have a question, put a cue in front of it, and we'll try to get there as best we can. Scotty, we haven't done this for a while, and um, when you were off playing the blues and ripping solos like Jeff Beck, uh, Steve (laughs) and I were here like with a lot of extra reverb in the show, and we didn't hear it, but Steve (laughs) Steve had some sort of... Uh, Mr. Roboto, Irigato, what's that song? Was it Sticks or something? Sticks. Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. Domo, Domo. Domo, Domo. And people were saying, <laughs> he, he's he got reverb. And I'm like, reverb? How the hell are you getting reverb on there? So luckily, uh, Scotty gets a promotion. You can put this on your resume. Scotty, we're going to give you your title oh, now. Sweet. Uh, it's, it's certainly a director of uh, whatever you want to uh, call yourself, the audio, whatever. We come up with a sexy title for you. Chief, and then chief engineer. Chief engineer of 100 Watts and Wire. That's a, <laughs> a done deal. Uh, Scotty sorted this out this week. I mean, it took three of us to just be here so we could hear it. Uh, Steve and I didn't hear it last week. Uh, so thank you for sorting us out, unless something's yeah. going wrong and nobody's telling us about it. So well, I remember t- I, I, I checked in briefly just as I was leaving the house to go to the gig. I just popped on YouTube real quick to see, and I heard the echo. And I, th- I thought maybe I mentioned it in the chat, but maybe I didn't. But then I had the scoot, so I didn't. You probably did. And we I heard the, I heard the echo. All right. So chief engineer of 100 watts in a wire. We're going to put that, put that down for Scotty. That means uh, more money, of course. we got to pay the guy, but it's worth it. And we can, uh, if we can, if we can help, uh, you know, build your resume up even higher than Grand Poobah or whatever your position is right now. We we call that a stat sheet stuffer. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna stuff some stats for you. Um, let's see. We'll get to your questions. We got some. Uh, we'll do with Steve when Steve gets here. But let's talk about a little bit, Scotty, what you've been working on because I've been following you on the Discord a little bit, and. Um, and we can talk about that issue, audio issue, a little bit later, Todd, I think. Um, but I'm really impressed with your, um, and I won't say it's a sudden turn, but maybe it's that you've let it out a little bit more, that you, you're like, see the thing behind you, all the test gear, you've been work your day job, you're like fixing and checking equipment. Is this relatively new or are you just kind of letting this out of the bag in recent times? No, actually, it is kind kind of new. So at the, I've worked as an audio engineer for over twenty years. Um, so and I've always kind of been gravitated towards the shop. And over the years, I've kind of through osmosis, I've learned a, a bit of uh, electronics. And there was a little bit of a shakeup at the studio uh, just a year or two ago, and uh, I was asked to come back um, in the uh, in the tech in the tech role, uh, not necessarily as an audio engineer, but as a, as a service technician at, at the studio. And so, um, it's been, uh, been working out real well. I'm really enjoying it. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of diving in, uh, both feet with, uh, sort of this, uh, uh, this tech service electronics repair sort of thing. Uh, so much so that I've, I've, uh, having fun on eBay with the vintage Heath gear test, test equipment, finding old stuff and then fixing it and putting it on the bench. And, um, yeah, I've actually I started fixing um, some uh, some guitar amps and stuff, and I actually have a piece of gear on the bench now that's a very cool uh, all tube microphone preamp compressor that uh, that's having some problems. So it's uh, for a coworker. I'm gonna that, that was my weekend project to kind of get that uh, up to snuff, and so I've been really really enjoying it. And so there was some sort of phantom issue with Big Ben. Big Ben's a member of our community. He had some issue with his radio. It's a new radio, right? What's the story with that? So, oh, so his, yeah, his FT, he bought a 991A. And then I 
actually bought his 991 non-A model from him. Um, but he was on the Discord talking about uh, how his uh, didn't seem like he was having any output power from from the rig, and he noticed that his SWR was jumping around all over the place. And uh, he thought he had sorted out the SWR issue with the with the coax connection going into his shack, uh, and his radio was still showing low output. So, um, when me and him deducted, and Don was part of the conversation too, that uh, he probably cooked one of his output transistors on the rig just because he's trying to fight that high SWR that he wasn't seeing. So he ordered some uh, some transistors, um, and then uh, he lives fairly close to me. He's in Northern Virginia. I'm just uh, just kind of in between DC and Baltimore. And so he came by the studio, dropped off the rig, and I brought it home and put it on the bench uh, here and was running some tests and uh, and checked the voltages on the uh, the bias for the transistors, and they were right where they were supposed to be. Uh, did some uh, some some transmission tests into a dummy load through my watt meter and uh, everything on all bands. It was blasting 100 watts across the board. Hmm. So uh, I deducted that uh, there wasn't anything wrong with the rig. That he's got a a, a secret gremlin still hiding in his shack somewhere. So I'm still oh. sitting on his radio. He's uh, he's traveling for work now, but um, he's got some other uh, some other fish to 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 fry at the shack. It sounds like. So are you going to uh, become open to doing ham radio repairs and looking at these rigs? Because the newer rigs are, are harder to kind of get in there and play around with than, say, maybe it's like an old truck. You know what I mean? You used to be able mm -hmm. to climb up in an old Ford F-150 and get in it and actually work. And it's kind of the same with the... Time. Yeah. Same with the uh, old radios, the tube radios. You have a little bit more space. Are you thinking about uh, branching out, maybe taking some, uh, taking some tickets and taking some orders there, making some scratch? Is what I'm really trying to say. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know how comfortable I'd be doing radio stuff. As as far as the radio goes, especially with things so software dense as they are now, really the only thing I'm be comfortable with really is uh, you know, it's like the power output transistors are pretty pretty straightforward. You get a big pair of transistors, and they sit on a heat sink, and either they work or they don't. They're usually pretty easy to access, but anything deeper than that, I'm, I'm probably in over my head quite a bit. Okay. Well, that's I can respect. With more, more modern rigs, anyway. I can respect that, but I noticed you've been doing a lot more uh, dabbling and hands-on, that kind of thing, and that's a, that's a good thing. I'm digging it, man, digging it, huffing that, that solder smoke. I love the smell of solder, and I, th I don't think they like you to like it. But I kind of do like it. Yeah, I kind of do like it. It's a good scent. Oh. <laughs> this week in history, radio history overall. You know, there's a few people in radio that I just think are the bee's knees. Scotty, Sidecar Steve, Pastor Joe, all of you guys. Mark with the calendars of the dogs pooping. All of that. And our whole community is the best in the whole world. And just behind you guys is Nikola Tesla. <laughs> just, it's a close second, but I, I'm telling you, Scotty, that's my guy. Like, Tesla really was something else. And he's got a tragic story. We should, I think they've got documentaries about Tesla out there. Um, but I think he got hosed by the dudes with the money. Long story short, but... In 1943, this week, actually January the 9th, uh, Tesla died. So any thoughts on Tesla before we uh, move on to our next mark? Uh, Tesla for you, you you love or? Uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm Tesla all in the Tesla Edison battle. I'm, I'm team Tesla 100%. I got the numerous Tesla. books in my, my bathroom reading library uh, about the man. Visited him, visited his statue at the Niagara Falls. Did you? Awesome. Yeah. He died uh, in Chicago, didn't he? Die in like a, it's like a, a it's sad a apartment. Or, was it New, New York? York? A room, New Yorker hotel in New York City is where. The room New Yorker 43, hotel, I think. Room forty-three. I can't remember exactly. That's a spinoff. That's coming up next. That shows coming up next. January the twelfth, nineteen forty-nine. Bell Labs, and MIT engineer Claude Shannon proves. The Mathematics of Nyquist Theorem. You know that one, Scotty, studying that one now in the bathroom, right next to the MFJ catalog. You know it. Bell Labs engineer Harry Nyquist 
while working to increase the bandwidth of transmitted data, wrote a paper in 1929 about how it could be done with sampling. Not like chua 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 islands in this stream, chua chua, not like that. <laughs> not the wiki wiki. It was a paper that became known as the Nyquist Theorem. 21 years later, 1949, Claude Shannon proved mathematically that the theory works. The digital age of information technology was born at that moment. January 19th, 1943, the FCC endorses restricted radio operator permits due to a shortage of first-class radio operators because of World War II. The FCC reduced radio operator license requirements for stations operators using 100 watts or less. And that's your news in the history of radio history for this week. Uh, This just in. 100 watts and a wire news. Let's go to the Browns where Mark. Mark is there on the scene from a special room with a report. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) I understand. One more time. Got it. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, the ongoing smell of the Browns may resemble (laughs) solder. Indeed. And if you're looking for a power solution, check out. Nice segue there. Hi, guys at BioNO. We love you like that. Check out BioNO Power, offering the best lithium phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O Power.com. And I should let you know, if you find value in this community, in this podcast, you can join us by becoming a member support. Uh, All the fun things that we try to do and put together for you, including this show, all the uh, membership goes back into the production of 100 Watts in a Wire. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash 100 Watts. It's really as easy as buying a cup of coffee and easy. Give if you want. If you don't want to, that's fine, too. It's all good. But we uh, mostly are member-supported. Members do have a benefit now also for getting uh, discounts from companies like BioNO Power, uh, MFJ, NI4L Antennas, Radio Waves. I feel like I'm missing one in there, and that would not be good. Let's go through it again. BioNO Power, NI4L, MFJ, and Radio Waves for sure. And there could be uh, others down the line. So... If you feel moved, go ahead and do that. Buymeacoffee.com. Uh, Scotty, I put a question out for our friends in our community to talk about some of the goals for 2024. It gets a little weird because Steve has always said he doesn't set resolutions. And I'm kind of that way, too. You know, it's almost set you up to kind of fail in a way. Yes. Did you did you set anything up that you wanted to do this year, ham radio related? Uh, no resolutions, but yeah, the one thing I've been I've been talking about this for for a while now is this uh, trying to put a remote station together at my brother's house. Uh-huh. Trying to actually get that done this year that'd be kind of nice. Winnethalls, how's he doing? By the way, is he thinking of uh, upgrading? He's a he's a technician, right? Yeah, he's a technician, and uh, he has been studying for his general. So I keep nudging him um, to get it. So maybe by the spring he'll be uh, he'll be licensed as a general. I think he'll enjoy the uh, the hobby a lot more once he's uh, able to uh, participate on the more of the HF bands. Well, although where he's at in Frederick, there's a pretty pretty happening two meter repeater sort of uh, network going on there, and a pretty active Skywarn community. And um, so I don't know how active he's been with that. But yeah, it's so, different yeah, here. General. That's good, man. I, I, you know, everybody does it at their own pace. I know you guys have a blast when you do um, field day. Are you guys thinking about winter field day? I mean, it's cold as a mug right now. So you're going to do it? Every every year, absolutely. Yeah, it's like field day and winter field day is kind of like a little family event. So it's like, you know, it's like a family, you know, barbecue or something. We'll do field day and, um, and then uh, we'll do some winter field day as well. And we'll pop a, throw a tent up in the, in the yard and go a little, propane heater and well, somebody 
as you guys know, my mom lives with my brother, and she's not, she's not very mobile. Which she gets a little wheelchair and wheels on out, and I put her on the air for a for a few uh, for a few contacts, and, and uh, we have a good old time. So field days are as, is a family is a family event for me currently. So yeah, Beautiful. definitely going to be doing Winter Field Day. And he's got that space. Now, mm-hmm. I, listen, I can pull up the uh, Facebook. I don't know how easy for it is for you, Scotty, to pull up the Discord. Maybe we can kind of tag team this one in a way. Okay. We're running uh, on the side. Okay, cool. And uh, I know it is in the show discussion folder. You might just have to scroll back a little bit. But I put the question out. What are some of your ham radio goals for 2024? Please leave your call sign, of course, and share uh, your thoughts. And we'll give them to you here on the podcast. Fred says he's uh, getting a 1296 Yagi up. Whoa. Also maybe getting an EME on two meters or 23 centimeters. He's November 2 X-ray kilo. What is a 1296? Have you ever heard of that? Heard of that no, it sounds impressive, though. I don't know. It does sound big it. and impressive. <laughs> That's premature. Please. 1296. Getting 1296 up. Shane but, says um, uh, he wants to get up to some uh, a- uh, antenna shenanigans. He's Kilo 7, Papa Yankee, Papa. I feel you there. I'm, I'm kind of in between. I may have an interesting situation coming up. It's... We'll get into it a little bit further down the line. I've got an off-center fed dipole now, 2 meter 440. So two antennas in the yard here in Florida in a house we rent. The lady wants to sell the house. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what's what's to come. But we'll see. Everything is still in a friendly state. uh, (laughs) We'll see how that goes. A A bit of a bummer and moving just sucks. It sucks, so I'm not looking forward to that, and you never know. You know, you're going to have a a yard. What are you going to get? It's so yeah. Sarasota is ridiculously expensive. I mean, if you got the dough, you can buy a house. Okay, but if you need a loan and and interest rates and oh, yeah, yeah, normal Please folks like us up. can't can't just go buy in a house. That's It's crazy. It's here and maybe probably other places too, but. Let me digress and take off my hat because I'm starting to get sweaty and mad. It's because yeah, you're in the tropics, man. You're down in Florida. Damn, it's so hot. It's like 57 degrees right now down here, guys. I don't know how you're doing it. <laughs> okay. Darren says he's a, he's a Whiskey Bravo 4 Delta Lima X-Ray. He wants to upgrade to extra. He, got, he wants to get a tower up and install his Force 1, 2, C, 3 beam. He doesn't sound like he's playing around. Darwin's like... No. Tower extra. Power. I'm putting up a tower and I'm putting it, up a force 12 C3 beam. Ooh, that's a big one there. That is, gotta have a tower for that sort of business. Good answer. Gotta have a tower for that sort of business. Scotty's right again. Mickey says, uh, clean up my radio area. It needs a good purging from the stuff that is cluttering my area. Okay. Here, here. No, nobody had anything on that one? Okay. All right, good. So definitely <laughs> clean up your area. Uh, that's good practice. KD0DCZ. Thank you, Mickey. Glenn, our brother from Philadelphia. He says, hey there, brother. For me, 2024, my goal is finally to do an upgrade to extra. So that's our second one. Folks want to... Um, to get that, I, I think we should talk about that for just a little bit. Getting getting that extra license for me became like a matter of like pride and like I can do it too. You know, I can do it. There's a feeling of that. And then there's like, uh, I don't want to be restricted to anything. I want to have like full access to wherever. I didn't want to hang a band plan up. You know, I think I was partially lazy. Like, oh, I got to go look up. Where can I go? Doesn't you can go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, anywhere, I do it all, man. I remember the feeling. Do you guys remember the feeling? If you do, uh, hit hit the thumbs up and and tell the algorithm we actually do stuff here. But remember the feeling of when you upgraded from like um, technician to general. I remember getting the getting the guy gave me the thumbs up. He was an old crusty summer too. He was he was looking at my paper. He graded it. If you if you can play this back if you're listening, but he would look down at the paper and then he'd look up at me, <laughs> and I'd see like 
<laughs> it was Mark in the paper. I was like, ugh. And I, like, I, I was like, I brought 30 bucks because I, if I fail, I know I can pass this damn test. We're going to do it again. We're going to do it. We're going to run this back. And he's, he's marking again. I could hear the X. He's like, you didn't have to make it so damn big, man. I'm not the only guy in here. No. And he'd look up at me again and then look back down at the paper. And I'm starting to squirm, you know. I'm like, oh, man, it's a library back in, back in St. Louis. And so he finally finishes the, uh, the grading of the test. And he just looks up from the paper and he gives me a thumbs up. And I was like, <laughs> And then, like, the pride. Like, I was so proud. Like, this is just a, such a cool thing. And I remember getting in the car and I got pulled out of the, uh, pulled out of the library. And I'm like, I'm driving home and I'm like, fist pump. Like, yeah, 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 hell yeah. And by the time I got home, I'm like, okay, I think I need to go for extra. Like, I need to bank and put myself some time. I think I gave myself six weeks, you know, oh, to wow. study. Dude. And, uh... A while for I, me to get to extra. I I was just in the mode, and luckily I had a, a guy like Steve and other members in the community were just like, all right, you're in the testing phase. You're feeling it. Like, you kind of feel what the rhythm is and how you're learning, like keep going. That's when Steve's message, keep going. If you can keep going. And so I gave myself six weeks and I probably tested it in like four or five after. And I remember that feeling like now you just can't like let it let go out. You know, now I'm every now and again, I'll look up my license and I'll be like, how much time do I have left? Like, when do I, when can I reapply? I still don't really know that. I think you can oh, reply I, like a certain amount I, of months before or something. I I just real I just figured found out today that my license expires in seven days. What? January twenty first, twenty fourteen is when I got my first got my tech, and uh, uh, I just realized like, uh, actually I got an email from a radio club in Texas. And it was just a random email saying, hey, this so-and-so from, oh, I don't have the email up. I wish I could find it. Some, some like San Antonio Amateur Radio Club or something. Just, we just want to let you know that your, uh, that your license is up for a renewal in a, in a, in a week. But just wait. a courtesy email. Thanks. I'm like, what? Huh? Wait a minute. When you, when you got your, when you upgrade it, that restarts your clock, though. Right? I, I think, think so. when I think so, man. Really? If not, I'm in trouble because... That's oh, a good question. I don't know. They I think, in the, yeah, because in the, when you get, they will reissue you a new paper, right? And on your paper, your date should change. So my I extra. Got, I got it right on my wall right You here. go get it and look at the date because I think it resets to your new license from that point. But if I'm wrong, y'all tell me because I'm going to, I'm going to cut the thing short. All right. Like, then. all right, peace out. We're out of here. Yeah, I got to get going. I think, I think you redo. And whoever no, was, so here I got. Oh, I guess I could put it up. Yeah, let me look here. Um, let me but it says, it says grant date January 21, 2014. Mm -hmm. And amateur extra, which I just got, expires January 21st, 2024. Uh oh. No. Yeah. Grant date on the 14th. Effective date of my amateur was August of 2022. I went got my extra. Let me get my hold on. But my expiration is January 2024. So yeah, I don't think by updating your your class, I don't think it refreshes your your license term. All right, now, I don't know hmm. if you. Mine says. See, I was licensed in 2012. This is where there's a little discrepancy, man. Maybe there's something changed. This show just took a a big turn. This says, uh, my license was granted. Let's see, grant date on 3-10-2015. But this is for my amateur extra. It took effect on July 11th, 2015. Print date, the 11th, 2015. Expiration date, 3-10-2025. There you go. So I don't know if this is going to clear up for you, but look. Um, yeah, I don't think. I, I think I'm it's 10 years from when you got your very first license, whatever class that was. And you can, if you upgrade, even though you upgrade classes through the, during that 10-year period, it doesn't restart the 10 years, apparently. But I was licensed first in 2012. Oh. This is where my thing is. So I would oh. have already been expired, so to speak. 
Hmm. I don't know, Scotty, but you have a little time. I'm a little worried about that. That doesn't seem right to me. Jim, Jim's in the chat saying, uh, same date, no extension. Jim, uh, KG5 uh, LTL um, from the from the Discord. Okay. Interesting. This that is really strange, dude. I'm I'm a little. I don't know. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying mine is a little different. Maybe when I got mine in 2015. When did you get your your extra? Like when did this? I got my extra in August of 2022. Um, I got my license? I got my very first amateur radio license on January of 2014. Was when I got my tech license. January 21st, 2014. Weird. Maybe they changed something between 2012 and 14. I don't know, y'all. We need to make sure everybody's cool. Let's 2024. As as they say, shit just got real. That did get real. Like uh, I was not expecting that. Um, That's an interesting point. Let me see. I I did change my call sign. Thank you, Greg. That's very good. Oh, good call. That might be it. That might be it. He's asking if it does extend if you change the call. I think that could be the thing because my first license was Kilo Delta Zero. Well, Don Sierra Don's Tango in the Hotel. chat, and he's a he's a he's a, a hmm. uh, an exa- volunteer examiner. He says, uh, you know, my license is going to expire January twenty first, twenty twenty four, as per the uh, ULS. Okay, well, we're going to take care of that. Yeah, we're going to take man. care of that. Christian's good to 2025. I think that is what it is, you guys. Thank you for your patience. This is why I love our community, because I think that you guys are awesome. I think it is that I changed my call sign. I must have changed my call sign in 2015, and that bumped me out. So I bet you that's what it is. You guys are the smartest, coolest people on the planet. I think that's what it is, Scott. It says, according to QRZ page, you expire in 2025, so... Let's hope it's just the license and not your boy. Boop. I don't need that. Survey said. All right. That's good. Okay. Well, great. Well, I'm glad it was caught. Whoever down there is. Um, yeah, wow, it was a random awesome. email from some radio club in Texas, just as a courtesy, just hey, let you know in case you had forgot that your license is due for renewal. Thanks. Have a nice day. So that Beautiful. was cool. I, I was totally oblivious otherwise. Can somebody so cool. get those on those folks on the show? We'll have them on and uh, throw a party for them. I got, cause I got the email. I'll, I'll dig out the club. That'd be good to have them on. Okay, so wow. That was something. That was nice. That was a nice distraction. Thank you, guys. That's why hams are badass people. This why did we leave rocks. It does, man. Like that, I, I didn't think about the change of my call sign. 2012, I was holding steady with KD0. Sierra Tango Hotel. It must have been 2015 when I found HF. See, I've been on HF since 2015. That's when this podcast started. So it all kind of started. That's all I got to say. That's for you. What's this? We've got a report. 100 watts and a wire. News. We got to go now live to the Browns where Mark is uh, checking in with something new is happening. I think he saw something or tasted something. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. That uh, that was good. Yep. (laughs) Let's go to Brian. I'd like to improve my CW skills. I've seen that quite a bit now. Folks are gravitating. They usually do. They sort of go over. I know Don uh, Mitz, a.k.a. Mitz. You know him better as Mitz. He'll be hosting is, um, the first yeah, hour Mitz of the, with the CW. He's doing I mean, it, I, assume, right? I don't have any CW skills, so I'm just going to assume that he's that he's doing great with the CW. Yeah. He could just be there going, and I'd be like, dude, <laughs> the, the, that the was CW, awesome, man. The CW version of the, of the baby chatter. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> Exactly how my CW, uh, uh, when I transmit my CW. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they're like, I think he said. <laughs> how do you spell that? Uh, Sean says, uh, he wants to. <laughs> that's, that's all I can do. There you go. Uh, Sean wants to get his extra. And um, uh, Paul, 
he wants to get more involved with POTA, the parks on the air, and he's going to work on uh, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT, to rebuild his code skills and operate CW again for the first time in probably 40 years. Wow. Nice. Karen says uh, he's going to be an amazing CW op. He's already killing it on single sideband in the parks. Roger says uh, he's just starting to play with Herm's light. What is, what, what is that? Is that Her, the Hermes light? Yeah, I don't know what, sure that, what is. that is. I don't know. Anybody know what that is? Good grief. Oh. Okay, we're just going to move on. I don't know. It looks like a nice, oh, it must be a rig. He said it looks like a nice rig, and he wants to get a 100-watt amp. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe it's one of those little, um, like little QRP uh, deals, I think. Okay. Oh, and that's why he wants the 100-watt amp to go with his uh, his QRP rig. Yeah. I, I make sense now. Okay. Yep. David says he wants to redo his antenna and use CW more. Uh, you want to switch over to, is it easy enough for you to look in Discord and see uh, if anybody put anything in there? I'll do another one here while you pull it up. Philip says uh, he's getting a working HF radio for less than the cost of a new one. He would like to get one. Oh, that that's a basket of things, my Polish brother, Philip Brzezinski. <laughs> um, the uh, 7300 really did come along and... I think F up the used radio market. I mean, because, you know, you could get a 7300 for probably even used for 900 to what is it? Maybe a thousand or 1200 in that range somewhere new and used. And these great old radios now just they're like, I want all this money for it. And people are like, mm, no, I think I'm going to go with the Yesu. Uh, the 710 or the 7300, mm -hmm. those are just. Yeah, so that market is kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe it'll come around because I, I do think that I have the Drake TR7, which I love. Not a tube amp, it is a solid state amp. I have it, it's the oldest radio I have. I want to get something like that's over Scotty's shoulder there, the uh, Yesu, what's that, the 101 on your that's bench there? The 101E. I would like to have that um, just in case. Probably the only radio I own that I could actually fix if, if something broke <laughs> Yeah, I, I want one of those, and I had a chance to get one years ago, and, and I uh, I let it slip through my hands, so to speak. Classics. So, so, Scotty, what do you see on Discord? Anybody uh, have any uh, things they want to accomplish yeah, in New Year's? Um, let, me, uh, let me exercise my OBS uh, here so I can at least throw this up here. Got, what do we got? Yeah, sure. Okay, well, nope, that's it. How about the monitor? There we go. Hey, there we are. Uh, Pastor Joe. Um WA2JOE, he wants to uh, get Winlink running on his portable setup. He wants to activate more parks and uh, continuing uh, the ramp up of his county's uh, Aries Races um, setup and then get on the air with some uh, C4FM um, digital uh, with the uh, system fusion. Uh, Adam, VE3LFS, he wants to get on the air more, properly run his coax somewhere not through the window. Been there, done that. I'll install grounding and optimize a uh, new uh, NFED half-wave installation. Austin KE8YGW, um, get a small uh, portable Aries trailer set up with nice. uh, proper power and antenna mount. So that would be cool to have a radio trailer. Uh, Jim, KG5LTL, try to operate more and maybe uh, activate from the golf course. <laughs> mm -hmm. Courses course on the air. Can you so imagine just keep rolling in your EB Mobile, I guess? <laughs> Golf carts on the air. You do the little whip antenna whipping it around. Be kind of be kind of funny. Yeah, we appreciate all that insight. That if uh, if you have a question, put a cue in front of it. We can uh, attempt to make a, a couple. We have one from James here that we could probably um, talk about at least from our personal perspective. Um, we can do that here in a little bit. But let's see. I'm going to have to call on Scotty again. It's almost time to talk about any events that are happening. Let's get some sexy, sexy music oh. while he's uh, jumping around like that. Watch him push all those buttons. And now, from Maryland, between Baltimore and the District of Columbia, it is the chief engineer of 100 watts and a wire. Coming to you from a half a mile from the Browns Motel in 
Ellicott City, Maryland. This weekend, we got not this weekend, this coming weekend, uh, January 20th and 21st, it's the North American QSO party. So that's going to be uh, good fun. Bands will be uh, packed. Get a good event to uh, to test out some antennas or uh, covertly activate a park by just you know just working stations in the uh, in the QSO party and just racking them up. What else is going on? January 20th and 22nd, uh, again next weekend, the ARRL January VHF contest is happening. So those of you that are uh, got your got your rovers with your with your with your massive Yagi's on top of the on top of the uh, Pastor Joe minivan running around working counties, it's your uh, time to shine. I've always wanted to try some of the VHF contest stuff, but yeah, uh, I need to get some decent uh, directional antennas. I think to, to have any sort of you know, get serious about it with my with my little mag mount two meter on the roof. Probably uh, not as exciting as a kind of a kind of a purpose focused contest VHF rig. Well, and maybe the a, uh, the North American QSO party. Maybe we'll do a stream there. We can make some contacts and stream out, have a good time, and gather a gathering of the willing, but in the live stream of it all. What do you think about that? Yeah, and then the weekend after that's going to be a Winterfield Day weekend. <gasps> I gotta do something. I gotta do something. Of course, it's gonna be freezing here in Sarasota. What are we gonna do? They count in Florida? I don't know. Ooh, the <laughs> beaches are full of white sand. It's just crazy. Sorry, guys. I'm just gonna, if I'm gonna enjoy something, it's gonna be the weather. To learn more about 100 Watts in a Wire in our community, visit 100wattsinawire.com. You can check out our podcast archive, which we are building up here on YouTube as well. Uh, all the Q&A end up populating over there. So somewhere down the line, somebody needs an answer, they might be able to find it over there. You can get your 100-watt ID. Everything is free over there. You can get yourself a sweatshirt. It's cold as the balls is what they say. Get yourself a 100 watts and a wire uh, sweatshirt. You can get a mug. There's other merch in the shop if you like that. And don't forget to look for us. On our social media outlets, we've been uh, sharing Facebook, Discord. We're on the tickety talk, the tickety talk. The kids call it the ticket of talk, something like that. And uh, I think that's all the places. Yeah, but we gather on Discord, Facebook, and TikTok. And don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. We would uh, love to have you there. All right, let's see if we can take a couple of these questions. I don't know. I usually leave the heavy lift and to our brother Steve-O, but he's not there tonight. But a couple of these are opinion-type uh, based. Uh, so let's start off with James. James had a question about what's the highest wind you've had an antenna up without damage? He's Kilo Golf 5 Lima, Tango Lima. Scotty, you've got a maze uh, of wires there at, at your place. Some of them, one of them has a very intriguing name. Uh, what's it called? Oh, the, the, da the danger wire. The danger wire. Um, hey, my antenna's uh, 80 meter and end fed uh, half wave that the uh, local utility company decided to reroute the neighbor's power underneath uh, the wire. So that's always fun. But um, that wire has a, uh, we had some heavy, heavy winds here in the last couple of days, and uh, I think they clocked. Uh, I think this is on Tuesday. They clocked a uh, an eighty mile an hour wind gust on the Bay Bridge, Chesapeake Bay Bridge. They actually Why? closed it, closed it down both directions that that evening afternoon. Um, so I've actually had my two meter J pole, which is on a microphone stand on the on the little roof, uh, that falls over a lot more than uh, any of the other um, mm -hmm. antenna. Frankenstein things that I have going on here at the uh, at the at the shack in Missouri. Uh, we were we have a homestead near the rivers. Uh, one day, I imagine we will return to that. My family's there now, enjoying this uh, light dusting of snow, but not enjoying the cold weather. But we had, well, let's say James. First of all, when I was a newer ham putting up antennas, I had them strung like guitar strings. Up in trees, they were tied off. They looked beautiful. I mean, Eric Clapton could have come across and, and, and played a solo on my guitar <laughs> my, uh, in the antenna garden. I quickly learned that any amount of wind at this point was breaking my, my wires. I'd go anywhere, and I'd come back. Because as it turns out, 
trees actually move in the wind. What? Even a little bit. Pling, yeah. pling, pling. You would think Stevie Ray Vaughan stopped by the antenna garden. So I quickly <laughs> learned, do something with the ends. And I use these window weights, these sort of, I don't know, sashes from the olden days that when you lift the window up, the weights went too and kind of counterbalanced. I use them here as well. They work for me. You can find them on eBay. Uh, just it's make a- sure someone makes a mistake and says free shipping when they do that. That's when to buy them because they're heavy AF. And if you have to pay for shipping, you're going to have to pay a lot. But you can get them five pounds, one pound. I've got some seven pound ones for my long wire. Anywho, when I changed over to that, I became uh, a normal ham radio operator with HF antennas. And we had some 65 mile an hour. My wire always did well, even the hex beam. Ooh. Because... You know, the wind's just going right through it. You know, I mean, the pole would move a little bit. It's already an inside-out umbrella, so it's... It's right. It, it just, that you have the benefit, doesn't hold the water, you know? It, and so my issue became high winds would bring down limbs from adjacent trees. Deadwood, I mean, things I can't get to, they'd come down and maybe hit my wire, so... I would say easily 60, we had a 60 mile an hour time, you know, threats of 65. And we would still do okay with the wire in the tree when they've got room to go on the ends that, that they can go up and down and bend. if something falls, um, it got better for me. But most Bob, times, Bob and weave. it was limbs. Limbs would come down. And so it would, it would depend. It wouldn't even need to be a certain amount of um when just a dead limb you want to try another one scotty debris why don't we try another one let's do it let's do it here's a question your thoughts on flat pass through coax and this is uh a question about that stuff you can pinch between the door your cheek and gum your uh your window your slide banding of uh, patch cables in your opinion, you guys can write yes or no. Are these flat pass-through coaxes a cockadoki? In other words, are they shit? Scotty, you go first. <laughs> well, you know, I've never used them, so I can't say for certain that they are if they're if they're shit or not. But I imagine they're okay on on some of the lower frequencies that that we use like down on you know hf i wouldn't uh i wouldn't try to use one of those for for like six meters and above um unless it was unless maybe that and i guess they're designed they're really short cables they're only designed to only be a foot or two long um but i've never used one but i don't imagine they're uh um they're very have a very uh high uh, you know pretty lossless that that seems kind of weird with the coax or i don't even i don't even know is it like does it turn into like a little like twin twin lead is it stay like a coaxial type of of, of cable inside of I, I don't know i don't know anybody have any experience with these i've seen them but not really in person i mean they've got ends on them and it's just intended to get you through a door like a flat a window jam or a, yeah so i don't know how the conductor or the uh the shield you know flattens out i've heard mixed reviews about them uh, you know, and maybe that could have been brand oriented. I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of experience in this. I've never tried it, but I got to tell you, you know, we're honest here. I feel like that would be what you would call a shit, you know, like <laughs> it might not work. In other words, as the, the kids say, uh, yeah, Sheena, like the last, last ditch effort sort of a thing. Right. Yeah. I, I think just to get on the air, if it works, maybe, Maybe uh, Sidecar would know uh, a little bit more than we do. He talked about that. Let's see if we can find another one here that we can we can clunk our way through. Another question. Uh, what are the top ham radio manufacturers today? We have to keep in mind, friends, that although our experience moves on, uh, we do have a lot of newer hams that find us on you know through our social media. The kids are finding us on TikTok. There's a lot of old heads on the TikTok too, but they're finding us, and we have to remember that um, we were new once too. So none of these questions 
should, you know, be like, come on, man, that was on your test. This one, by the way, is not <laughs> on your test. Scotty, what do you think about this? What are your, your top ones? It's, if it was guitars, we'd say something like Fender and Gibson. Uh, and Gibson, Gibson, uh, Gibson, and Gibson. And Gibson. Yes, and uh, you know strats are pretty nice too. But uh, I'm a I like Gibsons. I like Gibsons too. Tellys are actually pretty nice. Uh, but I, I anyway, have a Telecaster and a Strat, but I do otherwise too. I don't have a Gibson guy all the way. I do like Gibson a whole lot. I my Chet Atkins SST. Uh, I have two of those. You could drop that. Never would you want to, but it would. You'd pick it up and still be in tune. It, it's it's a beast. Mm. I love it. Mm. Makes me feel good inside. Sheena, Sheena. Um, the top <laughs> ham radio manufacturers today, I guess let's start with radios. What do you think, Scotty? Yeah. I mean, you got the, you kind of got the big, the big, uh, the big three, you got Kenwood and Icom and Yesu. There's, um, some of these, um, sort of, uh, like, I guess the Chinese made ones like the, 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 the Zigyu, um, G90 is, uh, um, very popular with, uh, with the photo crowd and they, they have another rig that's going to be coming out soon. It's all, all SDR based. Um, there's a, there's a whole bunch of, uh, especially if you're into the QRP stuff, there's a whole bunch of little like five watts, um, kit radios that you can buy and build. And some of those are, are pretty popular with, uh, some of the CW, uh, Poda, Poda guys. Um, I'm not really familiar with the brands there cause I'm not really into that style of radio yet, but as far as major manufacturers go, I, uh, yeah, Icom, Yesu, Kenwood. Um, I don't know if Tentech was still around there was they kind of came back briefly but i don't know if that's still a thing or not and yeah i don't know uh, if yeah. uh, they came back to kind of just service it's it's interesting you can find these people who like still are around and alive and working on like drake radios like there's a guy in ohio and oh, uh yeah ohio right yeah yeah ohio that's right where mr drake was he built up playgrounds for locals and he employed a lot of people well, some of the people who worked on those radios are still around, and it's like, I'm having an issue with my... And they talk on the net, and it's like the secret society that you need to call such and such. He can do... He does work. Call the Drake, Drake doctor. But, uh, yeah, Joe mentions in the chat, uh, Elecrafts, and then, of course, there's the uh, the Cadillac of, of stations, especially for remote uh, stations, the um, the Flex, the Flex radios. Flex. The Flex, yep. I do like the Zygu, yeah. too. I, I gave that to our friend Don... Um, you know, he was helping me out and, you know, he was, he was starting to get into something and I just gave it to him, but it was the G90 and man, that thing, that thing I could think, tune a piano. It was it amazing. It's a very popular it rig. It really did. It, it, it was a nice little interface. Small it was about the size of a brick. So there you go. I'm a, myself, I'm an ICOM guy. It's the ecosystem that I kind of came in with. I started with Drake, but they're not making Drakes anymore. I still drool over them as much as I can when I see them. But ICOM, um, the 7610, though, is having an issue. It's not against ICOM, and it's a giant pain in the rear because I got to send it back. It's like yeah. it's going to cost me dough. It's software defined. And that's why I look behind Scotty and I see the Yesu, the 101E, or behind him. And I go, you know, when my computer esque radio craps out on me i wouldn't mind having a tube radio yeah yeah so hopefully that uh that helps you you want to try another one scotty we got a couple yeah, minutes before do we it. do i got right. i got the uh, i got the heaters warming up on my uh oh, so ft 101 here you know got you know, tubes baby tubes yeah it's worth noting though in that last question that i really wish kenwood i grew up my brother my cousins these big old radios that played records and fm radio stereo stuff kenwood's in the car so when i became a ham my first impression was america american i want an american kenwood you know like you learn later on kenwood like a, six by nines in the back of the camaro Ken, kenwood tape deck in the dash it's gotta be the best ham radio in the whole wide world give me a kenwood sir and then you learn like <laughs> Kenwood is still doing it, but they're kind of not, I don't know, man. It's hard. I wish they were, they'd come up to the table a little bit more. They're, they would argue with me to say, we're on a damn table. Built that table. 
we they are. kind of have their flagship models, and then they're just happy with that. And they get really they uh, they have some really nice uh, HTs. Um, they have some cool HD radios. All right, here's one. Let's see here. Scotty can help us. Uh, we can muddle through this one. What SWR means an antenna is resonant. And to give a little bit of context to this, the email that came in says my readings go from 1.0 to 1.1, back to 1.3, So for you, in your mind, is it one-to-one or is it resonant truly at one zero or however you well say. it's uh so the swr is is a is a sort of a way to to get an idea if the if the um antenna is now this is this assumes you're testing the the antenna directly um if the antenna is resonant uh, at your desired frequency when we get into using a tuner um it is kind of sometimes it's a misconception that the tuner is actually tuning the antennas and performing the same task that would uh, what that would happen if we were shortening or lengthening the wire of the antenna or raising the feed point a little bit or lowering the feed point um all the antenna tuner is doing is just creating this fake 50 ohm interface for your radio to be to, to dump its power into but from the tuner to the antenna who you know could be it could be three to one could be two to one um, the tuner is kind of protecting your radio from that and kind of kind of kind of eating the uh, the, the, the the power that's that's not getting put down the wire um, but to uh, for if the antenna was 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 uh, too it was resonant at the desired frequency um, and I had an antenna that I had tuned for let's 7200 um, 7.2 megahertz into into that crew um, and uh, I put a my my meter, my analyzer directly on the antenna and it came back um at you know at one a one-to-one match would be you know kind of like the perfect thing but there's a little bit more to it than that there's a there's a an inductance and a reactance that goes with it and and sometimes uh, you get the best uh, the best overall resistance and reactance um to get it right at that 50 ohm mark sometimes the antenna is going to be 1.5 to 1 so the swr might be a little higher on the SWR reading, but it's actually more properly matched because of, of the way that the signal is, is reacting at the antenna and, and doing its thing. So one-to-one isn't always an example of a, of a perfectly resonant uh, antenna. K0MD, I think that's his call sign. Dr. Scott, he's with the Mayo Clinic, and he is a super badass contester. I mean, I met him in Turks and Caicos, they were at a hamlet, like big time players, because that part of the world gave them an advantage with their antennas on the tower, right? These are no nonsense guys. And he says to me, see, child, if you're two to one or under, you know, he's like, you can play, you can play. You know, he his idea was, you you're good. And so when I tune my antennas, the low and the high ends, you know, I try to bring them in like, okay, I'm not in the CW portion. I'd have to retune if I was doing something down there. But if I start at 2.0 or 2.1 there, and next thing I'm 1 to 5, even if my best SWR reading is 1 to 5, like that's pretty damn good. Like that's, that's still, great. that's a great antenna. Like I know the old heads would be yeah. like, oh, it's 1 to 1, 1 to 1, you got a 1 to 2. Like, of course you want 1 to 1 one to two one to three but you know if i'm in my voice portion of the band and i'm anywhere in that cut there and i don't exceed two to one i'm pretty cool i'll just let the two to one kind of gradually go up as we get closer to the uh, band edges but you know you know looking for perfection or trying to what's the saying about uh throwing out the good for the some or throwing out the oh, uh, whatever the hell it is you know and, number, yeah you know what I mean? Like perfection is nonsense, guys. It's you know get the most out of that antenna and then go get on the air. That's yeah, crazy. anything under two to one, let it rip. I'll throw hundred. I'll it throw hundred watts into an antenna at two to one, no problem. <laughs> let, it, let it rip. Don't trip, man. Don't trip on trying to get two to one, uh, one to one all the time. You know it's okay. One to five, one to six. Absolutely. Anyway, and that's coming from a major contester. You know, his antennas may be different in his contest. He may be, you know, 
but he he told me it's it's more about go 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 get on air go make some contacts so anyway thank you for that scotty 1500 watts into them anyway so let it rip yeah right (laughs) well there you go baby with the bath water that's good or or spoiling the good for trying to go for perfection i always thought perfection was sort of an affliction that anybody that says i am a perfectionist i'm (laughs) i'm slowly backing out of the room Uh uh-oh so anyhow well we've done it again scotty can you can you believe this we've done it and we've done it without sidecar steve who uh threw his bike he wears a velcro (laughs) cape and a zip up onesie and he goes and helps people who are having issues with the fires stay tuned over our live stream on this same very channel we'll be giving you an hour of net coverage the 100 watts and wire sunday evening net will commence here and you can listen to it right here scotty and i we've hit a uh, portion of our life where we have to go take a leak exactly right <laughs> and uh, so you will just see a little slate here that tells you we love you and we'll be back to listen to don run the first hour of the net Thank you all for participating. Hang around here. We'll have uh, even more fun coming your way. Uh, Good luck the rest of the way. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. 73, Scotty. 73, Kristen. I'll catch up with you in a little bit. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.